You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. All right, let's take our seats and let's open our Bible, please, to the book of Ezekiel. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47. I want to impress something into your spirit today. We want to move further and deeper in God. We want to move further and deeper in God. We want to move further and deeper in God. Say that with me. I want to move further and deeper in God. One more time, as if you mean it. I know we haven't maybe had supper yet, but let's say it as if we're very strong. Say, I want to move further and deeper in God. Now the name Ezekiel, the name Ezekiel means strength of God. The name Ezekiel means strength of God. And so in the book of Ezekiel chapter 47, the man of God, he has a lot of vision. He has a lot of revelation. He's, he's uh, moved in the spirit. And so the Bible says, us from verse three. Now you have to understand that this, what's going to happen in chapter 47 is part always of the word. When you come to the temple, there is a river that's flowing. And the river is the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the living God wants to attract us, wants to lead us, wants to guide us. We have to understand that. Now, there are, there are, there are, as He comes under the leadership of the Spirit in that time, in the Old Covenant. You want to take a picture? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. And as, as He comes uh, into the temple and as He's being led by the Spirit, there are four steps, four stages of this moving further and going deeper into God. Four steps that I believe each and every one of us, we have to move further with God. Amen? Say amen, somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's go to the book of Ezekiel. And, and, and just before we read verse 3, I want you to understand something. Uh, there is a measurement there about a thousand cubits. Now, the number thousand is a prophetic and symbolic number in the Bible. I want you to know that the number thousand is a symbolic and prophetic about warfare because one shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000 to flight. The number uh, thousand also represents a time, you know, uh, Jesus, uh, when He comes back, then we'll have a millennium together with Him. So it represents the timing of God, the chaos of God. So in this, um, in this aspect, as we look at the Scripture, as the, as, the, as the Spirit of God begins to take this man forward, and as He will begin to take us forward, because there's something happening in this atmosphere right now. The Spirit of God is touching lives of people right now, even as I speak because where the Word is, the Spirit works because the Spirit and the Word, they are one. Amen. The Spirit and the Word, they are one. So let's go to Ezekiel chapter 47 and let's look at verse 3. The first step, verse 3, the first step. So the Bible says Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 3 on your screen. Once again, I am reading from a King James Version and you know why. Praise God. You can have your own version of the Bible very soon. <laughs> the Bible says, and when the man went out to the east, and that's something else that we, if I had time, I would have explained it to you because the garden was found in the east and so forth. So we'll explain that some other time. So Ezekiel chapter 47, please. Verse three. 
And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankle. Number one, the first step, the waters were to the ankles. You need to understand, as I spoke this morning, by the Spirit of God, that we all walk by faith. If you were to twist your ankles, it means that you cannot walk. So when we talk about ankles, we're talking about walking with God. So the first step is to walk with God, is to walk by faith. But that's the first step. But we need to move further and deeper in God. Now the Bible says that Abraham walked with God. The Bible says that Noah walked with God. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And all these people that walked with God, they did exploits. When Enoch walked with God, he was translated or he was, he was moving to a higher dimension or into a new destiny in his life. When Abraham walked with God, the impossible became possible. Amen. All right, at the age of 99, God spoke to him and said, walk before me and be that perfect. Walk before me. And when he walked before God, the thing that he was longing for, the seed that he was longing for, the miracle that he was expecting happened that day. When you walk with God, you are walking in a miraculous realm. The impossible will come to possible. Amen. That's the first step. When Noah walked with God, the Bible says Noah walked with God. And when he walked with God, friends, I want you to understand when you walk with God, no matter what the calamity of this world, no matter what's happening in this world, it will not harm you. Because when you walk with God, God will protect you. We have a protector in God. Say amen, somebody. The Bible also says that Jacob walked with God. And when Jacob walked with God, you have to understand there is blessing. Not only blessing, but abundant blessing. And not only abundant blessing, there is also generational blessing. Every generational curse in this place, in your family, is broken in the name of Jesus. You are blessed and you are blessed to be a blessing. Shout it out with me. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say it again. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. See, the first level is to be blessed, but the second level is to be blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Everybody that sees you, everybody that touches you, they are blessed because of you. Amen. You are blessed to be a blessing. Praise the Lord. So Jacob walked with God and he became blessed. The curse was broken. Everything that he had, the fear that he had was moved away. In the book of Micah chapter 6 verse 8, it says that we walk humbly before the Lord. Now please just jot down these notes with me. How many of you know that when Jesus came and walked this earth, He said to the people, follow me. Two simple words, follow me. I know, I know a lot of people want us, you know, we want God to follow us, but that's not the way. The way is we follow Him. Amen. God does not follow us. Is everybody here? We follow God, amen? That same uh, instruction that Jesus gave is still the same instruction of today. I follow God. Say that with me, I follow God. Say it again, I follow God. Praise the Lord. In the book of Psalms 143 verse 8, it talks about following God, walking with God. In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 10, because of time, it's talking about walking worthy of the Lord. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, it talks about walking by faith. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, it says walk in love. Now I've got to press in something here because this is the first step. The first step is about the ankles, about walking. Now, I have to say something by the Spirit of God. Every anger, every bitterness, every offence, every unforgiveness that you have, today is the day where we will deal with it in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. As you walk with God, you cannot move to the next level until He begins to deal with you at that level where you are at right now. Everything that you're harboring into your soul, every bitterness and anger and disappointment, it has got to go today. If you want to move further and you want to move deeper in God, you cannot live on yesterday's problem. You cannot live on yesterday's offense. You've got to let it go. And tonight is the night to let it go. Because I want to let it go and I want to grow. I want to move deeper in God. I want to move further with God. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. It's a bondage that you are harboring. You are disqualifying yourself from God's best. When you keep meditating on words that people have said that disappointed you and that has hurt you. Meditate on the Word of God and the Word of God will bring healing to your hurt. The Spirit of God is the healer. The Bible says that the anointing of the Spirit will heal the broken hearts. Say amen somebody. It's time to move deeper. It's time to move further. We're not going to stagnate. We're not going to go back. We're not going to turn around in circles in our lives. How many of you know that if I was to take you in the car, and by the way, uh, first time I'm driving in Cape Town. Oh. Yes, I love it very much. But could you imagine if you came in the car with me, Pastor, and you're sitting in the front and I'm driving and then when I'm driving, I go around, you know, you, do you have circles here, roundabout? I go around about, round about once. I go around around about twice. I go around about, round about three times. I go around about, uh, about the fourth time you're going to say to me, man, would you please make up your mind? I'm getting dizzy here. You know, you're making me feel sick. Let me tell you, if you harbour hurt, if you harbour disappointment, you're going around in circles. You're going around in circles and it's going to make you feel sick. It's going to make you, it's going to make you feel dizzy and it's not going to make you, advance in life. It's time to advance in life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the next one is very important. As I said this morning, walk shows movement and progress. So Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in love. Walk by faith. Walk worthy of the Lord and walk in the Spirit. Walk in, now, walk in the Spirit does not mean that when I walk, my feet does not touch the ground. I mean, if I came into this building today and I started just strolling and my feet does not touch the ground, you would not be in this building right now. You would say, this man from Mauritius is weirdo. Now, walking in the Spirit means simply walking in the Word led by the Spirit of God. Walking in the Word. The Word is Spirit. John 6, 63. Jesus says, the words that I give you, they are Spirit and life. So if you want to walk in the Spirit, you have to walk according to the Word and you have to be led by the Spirit. We are not led by our emotions. We are not led by people's opinion. We are led by the Spirit of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. But that was the first level. Then it goes to the next level. The next level, step two, the Spirit of God said to him, okay, now the water is at the ankle, but I want you to move deeper and I want you to move further with me. And it got to the knees. Now, when the water is to the knees, the knees in the Bible is very symbolic. 
The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I want you to write, after walking, you have to learn to submit to God. You have to learn to be humble to God. You have to learn to worship God. You're learning something. Let me give you something else about the knees. In the book of Ephesians, Paul says, this is the reason why I bow my knees. Bowing of the knees means prayer. Now I know, and please don't misunderstand me. I know there are people always here to pray for you, but you've got to come to the point where you can learn to pray for yourself. Say amen, somebody. When I was born, about 25 years ago when I was born, I don't know why you're laughing. But when you see a baby, I just saw the grandchild of uh, Pastor Danny. You know, uh, that grandchild at the moment, you're spooning, feeding that grandchild. Isn't that right? Could you imagine you come to my house in Mauritius and I'm there and I sit in one of those chairs. You know, they put me there, they put a bib. Mr. Baby. And then you see, you see my mom or my wife going, choo-choo. How many of you would understand that you would say, weird? Am I right? Am I right? We cannot be a Christian for years and still expect to be spoon-fed. It's time to grow up. It's time to move up. It's time to progress. There's nothing wrong that you need prayer. But you know, let me tell you something. I've noticed some people, they tell me to come and pray for them, but they're not praying for themselves. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Would you please pray for me? So I'm there busy praying and they're busy partying. <laughs> Speak to me, somebody. Huh? I get up in the morning at five o'clock in the morning praying and they're snoring five o'clock in the morning. Am I right? Pastor, please pray for me, Pastor. They call you at any time of the night, pray for me. And I've got no problem with that. I'm going to pray for you, but we're going to pray together as well. Just like Jesus, we're going to teach you how to pray. Say amen, somebody. So the next level is moving into the knees where you learn to pray, where you learn to worship, where you learn to submit, where you learn to be humble. Speaking about the bread... The bread signify a blessing, right? Give us this day our daily bread. It signifies a blessing as well. Okay, we are blessed with a daily bread. But I want you to understand that many people want the bread that is the blessing, but few people want the bread that is the breaking. Do you understand what I'm saying? When God begins to be the, the potter, and we are the clay, and He begins to mold us and begins to make us, that process is very painful. But painful, listen, let me say something to you, saints of God. Pain is an indication changes, changes are happening. Are you learning something? You know, when, when, when I was just a kid, I had one of these, you know, they call it milk teeth. Is that how they call it here? Right? And then, and then it, 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 well, let's, let's take the, the grandchild again. Good thing you brought the grandchild. Huh? After a few months, the baby began to cry. Cry, cry, why? Because the baby is what? It's teething, right? See, see, that pain is an indication something positive is happening. Are you learning? Are you learning? Are you learning? 
And then after a few years, they, they, you know, that little baby, you know, they're cute, they're so cute. And then they, 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 they lose that small milk teeth and they get big, big teeth. Right? But then that process, how many here, do you have a dentist? Do you have dentists in, in, in South Africa? Right? You have a lot of them, right? Notice that when you have a toothache, all right, and, the, and the, the, there's, there's pain in the tooth, you, go, you don't go and see a mechanic, you go and see a dentist. When you go to see the dentist, all right, the thing that we all hate, why do people not go to the dentist? Because we don't like injection in our mouth. But that pain of the injection would help remove the pain of the tooth. Are you learning something? So we like the blessing, but we don't like the breaking. And so sometimes God says, I'm going to take you through a process. Trust me in the process. Trust me in the process. I'm not going to always deliver you from something. I'm going to allow it to happen because in the midst of the fire, I'm still there with you. Are you learning something? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego was not delivered from the fire. They had to experience God in the fire. Daniel was not delivered from the lion's den. He had to experience God in the lion's den. Sometimes God allows certain things just to let you know, I am God and I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Don't cry because you know what? We are going to get to the other side. Are you learning something? The third level. I like this one. Because you see now, every time... The spirit, first it was the ankle and then the spirit said, come more and it got to the knees and then the spirit said, come more and it got to the loins. It got to the waist. Now loins in the Bible are very symbolic. So let me give you some things about loins in the Bible and I'm sure you have read about it without paying attention to it. Let me first of all take you to the book of well, let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 31. And let's go to verse 17 on your screen, please. Proverbs 31 verse 17. What does loin mean? We know ankles talk about our walking. We know that knees refers to our worship, refers to our prayer, refers to our humility and submission unto God. But when, she, when the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 17, it says, she girds her loin with strength. I want you to understand, the deeper you move with God, you begin to see a manifestation of the power of God. She girds her loin with strength and strengthens her arms. So loin speaks about strength and power. Listen, the days of weak Christianity is over. Say amen, somebody. There used to be a time, I don't know about you, there used to be a time in my life where I used to soak, I used to cry. Not only was I a believer, I was a pastor. Anybody been through that phase? Oh Lord, oh Lord. I went through a phase in my life preaching prosperity and in preaching prosperity I had no food in my house. I went through a phase in my life when I preached about prosperity. As I said, I've told you this before, the only thing that I saw in the fridge was the light. I went through phase in my life where all I had was one pair of shoes and underneath that shoes, there was a big hole 
And one day I stepped into a puddle and then I went up to preach and all I could hear was, I've been through that phase and I said, Lord, Lord, I'm preaching your word. I'm preaching prosperity, Lord. And I remember one day I was so crying, crying, crying. And God said to me, when you finish with your pity party, speak to me, somebody. He allowed me to cry. And when I finished, I said, yes, Lord. He said, now let's go and have a praise party. He has turned my sorrow into dancing. He has turned my sorrow into dancing. See, me feeling sorry for myself did not change the condition of my life, but me praising my God, that changed the condition, that changed the position of my life. And we need to learn to praise God because praise brings in the power of God. Now let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 6. You should know Ephesians chapter 6 because in this chapter, the Apostle Paul speaks about the weapon of our warfare. Now, whether you like it or not, we are in a warfare. And God has given you the weapons, not only to fight the enemy, but to conquer the enemy. Now look at, would you please with me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Speaking about loins. Remember, we start with the ankles. We are growing with God. We are moving further with God. After the ankles, we move to the knees. And after the knees, we move to the loins. Now look at what the Apostle Paul says about the loins. Ephesians chapter 6, please on your screen. Verse 13 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Now how many times does it say the word stand? Go back to verse 13, please. All right, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. What's the first thing? Having your what? Having your what? Having your loins girt about with truth. Now, now, everybody please understand what I'm about to say. If your loins is strong, you will stand and walk further. Are you listening to me here, church? Have you ever heard people that say, oh, I've got a backache. I've got a, you know, pain in my lower back. And as I'm saying this right now in the name of Jesus, every pain in your lower back, God right now is healing your pain. In the name of of Jesus in the name of Jesus shoulder pains right now in the name of Jesus as I'm ministering the word of God every shoulder pains is being healed in the name of Jesus back pain shoulder pain neck pain in the name of Jesus. Now begin to move your neck, begin to move your back, begin to move your shoulder. You will feel the healing power of God. There is power in this house. There's power in this house and God is healing His people right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Having your loins girt about with truth. Now what is truth? What is truth? The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. 
The Word of God is the Word of truth. And you shall know, and you shall know, and the truth that you know will set you free. So there is power in the truth. And the Apostle Paul says, the loins gird about with truth. When you move to that level, you know the truth. You know that, that, that there is a power in that truth. See, the Word of God, every Word of God, in every verse of the Bible, in every promise, there is power to bring it to pass. Amen? When God says, I will bless you coming in and bless you coming out, there is power in that truth. That is truth. When God says, I will make you to be the head and not the tail, that is truth. Amen? That does not look, and I'm sorry to say this, please, please forgive. That does not look at the color of our skin. That does not look at our status. That does not look at our level of education. When God says, I will cause you to be the head, He's talking that if you have faith in that word, there is enough power in that word to take you from down below and to put you to be the head. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good about with truth. When you have truth, when you have your loins. Now, I have to say this. Loins represents power. But loins also represents your productivity. Why your productivity? Because this is where your, 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 your productive system is. And so now not only are you experiencing God, but your experience in God is causing other people to experience God. Are you learning something here, church? Amen. Because of you believing in God and moving further with God. I, I, I've, I've known people, I, Apostle Allen. Okay, I remember this church. He remembers our church. When we first started out, when he started coming to preach, I used to play the drums. So every time I stand here, I look at all the drummers. Because a lot of drummers, you're sitting at the back drumming, making a lot of noise. And God says, okay, I like it. Now I'm going to take you to the front and make you make a lot of noise. Because I started out drumming, you see. John Torrance started out drumming. Youth leader, Pastor Joshua, started out drumming. I'm not telling you to go and start drumming now. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, this is where I came from. And this is what I used to do. I used to, when we had a, when we had a big church of 25 people, I used to, uh, Apostle Allen used to come irrespective of how many numbers that we had. He used, to, he used to come and minister and I used to be at the drums, drumming. And then I would come to the front, do the announcement because I was the pastor, but then I was also the drummer. So I pastored the church, I drummed for the church and then I came back and then he had to minister. And when he preached, I was the interpreter. So one day he looked at me, he said, you know my dear, let me tell you how he said, you know my dear friend. This cannot be. So, please don't tell him this. Amen. <laughs> so he said to me, let's come into agreement that you will have a drummer. He prayed for me. The next two weeks, 
I had a young man that walked into the house of God, committed to God, and he became my drummer and I was released from drumming and I could concentrate on the teaching and the preaching of the Word. There is power in truth. That's revelation truth. Are you learning something here, church? So we move from, let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17. Loins. Loins, please write this down, is power, productivity, and service. The purpose of deliverance is to serve. We have all been delivered to be what? Servant of the Most High God. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17, please. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17 on your screen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thou therefore, now they've got me on the King James. Thou therefore, gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command you. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before. Now I want you to understand that, that loins is productivity. Loins is power and loins is to go in service. We're all here to serve. You may not be called in a fivefold ministry, but we are all called to serve. Say amen, somebody. You know how I started out? The man that's going to come next week. My brother. I used to, and it's not easy, dear brother. Do you have a brother? It's not easy. I'm the last of the brothers. My mom had three sons, three kings. We used to sing, we three kings of. <laughs> and um, it's not easy when you have to serve your older brother. When he comes, you have to open the door for him. I have to take his Bible. I'm the younger brother. It's like, carry your own Bible, man. <laughs> but I had to disconnect between blood brother and knowing that he's a servant of God and I'm here to serve him. I had to move away from familiarity and respect the anointing of God that's upon his life. And so what I did is I began to open doors for him. I began to say, I, I, I spoke to Christian Family Church Johannesburg. I spoke to Christian Family Church today. You know, I've got a brother that he preaches so good. He's a good preacher of the house. I'm sure it's going to be a blessing. So they said, send me a video. I sent him the video. At that time, it was Pastor Peter Cox. And he looked at it and says, that's great. And so forth. And one day, I went to CFC Johannesburg. I was just the guy that was doing the serving. And I, and I said to one guy, I said to the guy, um, please take a picture of me behind the pulpit. He took a picture of me behind the pulpit. And I said to him, one day I'm going to be ministering at that pulpit and he said he said he said this is what he said he said pastor I've been part of this church for a long time it's never happened to me what makes it so sure it's going to happen to you I said there's a difference between me and you it's according to your level of expectation my level of expectation is what I am expecting but I was faithful in service I was faithful in service. I was driving my car one day and, and the, the phone rang. And when the phone rang, Pastor Bittercock said, hey, James, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing very well. And he said, you know what? Um, I, um, Apostle Theo would like someone to come and minister in the church. So I said, okay, so, uh, do you want Glenn? He said, no, no, but he's looking for someone that you know. And I said, well, someone that I know. 
I said, I, and I went through the name. I went, Benny Hinn? No. Kenneth Copeland? No. Jerry Savelle? No. He says, look closer to home. So I'm there. Looking, well, who's closer to home? And he says, where are you? I said, I'm in the car. He says, look in the mirror. So I looked in the mirror. I said, yeah, I see someone in the mirror. And he says, Apostle Theo has been praying. And he said, he wants you to come and minister. And, and, and listen, this was in the old building. So this is, this is what he said to me. He said, uh, uh, and I'm sure you want to come and minister in the new building. I said, nah. I said, I've got to come to the old building. The last international guest before they went away from that building was yours truly himself. All right, all right. That was, I was the last international guest before Apostle Theo came and he did all, you know, what he had to do. And, and, and they said to me, and I said to them, you know what? When God opens a door, there is no man, there is no one that can shut that door. Power. There's power when you believe. There's power when you confess. Amen. Are you here, church? Now, I'm not saying this to be bullshit. I'm just saying it. If God can do it for me, God can do it for you. My expectation, because I was serving in the ministry, was that. But I was faithful in service. If Glenn was here, he would tell you how many times he sacked me. And if he was there, I would tell you how many times I resigned. Because <laughs> when two brothers got together, you know, James, go and, do it for, go, go and get this for me. Go get it yourself, man. <laughs> but then God had to deal with me. The breaking. This is an anointed man you are here to serve. Before Elisha received the double portion of the anointing, he was serving Elijah. He was carrying water for Elijah. He was carrying the bag for Elijah. Many people want to get to the top, but they don't want to serve. Are you learning something here, church? Hallelujah. Let's just move to the last one because of my time. The depths, the fourth one, they couldn't cross. But you know, what Ezekiel couldn't do in the old covenant, we can in the new covenant. And so we want to see the depths of the Spirit. When you begin to, when you begin to pray, your prayer life begins to change. When you begin to speak, you, 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 you receive, you know, I, I know I'm not his favorite child. I'm one of his favorite child, but I do feel as if I am the favorite. Because the amount of grace and mercy that God has showed me. There are many things happening right now. You know, we declared in 2023 that this is the year where doors will open to different islands. And we just prayed and we believed God and we spoke it. And you know what happened? We wanted to go and hit Seychelles because we wanted to put a Bible college in Seychelles. We started serving faithfully in the church. We grew from little, we started growing and grew and we grew, we grew by the grace of God. And it came to a time where I said, Lord, give me the masquerine island. And you know what happened? My wife is a magistrate. 
You know what a magistrate is, right? She keeps me in the law, you see? She keeps me in the law, then I've got a father-in-law, then I've got a mother-in-law. <laughs> and um, we were trusting God, we were believing God, and she, she got a call from the CJ. You know what the CJ is, the Chief Justice. And they said, um, we want you, this is normally supposed to be two judges, but we're going to send one judge and one magistrate, and we want you to go, all things paid, to Seychelles. She came back, she said to me, you know, I don't know if I should go. I said, you, you what? I said, this is the open door. This is the door of opportunity. This is the door of ministry. Some of you have to learn to pray this type of prayer. Lord, open doors of ministry for me. Lord, open doors of opportunity for me. Lord, open a door for me. Are you, are you learning something? And she said, she said, uh, what do I say? I said, honey, you're saying yes, and I'm coming with you. <laughs> so she, she said to the, to the, to, you know, to, to the Supreme Court, yes, we were going to go, but can my husband go with me? They said, well, we planned that your husband was going to come with you because we know that he travels. He doesn't have to pay for anything. All he has to pay for was just for his dinner. So I'm going to say she was just paying for my dinner. Isn't God so good? So I said, Lord, open the door so that I can be connected to churches that we could start a Bible college. So what you are getting, CFC Bible College, is going around the world. And so we have like spirit, like-minded people around the world that think, that believe, that speaks, that act just like us because we are moving into the deep end. Praise the Lord. Would I have believed that 15 years ago? Uh-uh. 15 years ago, I was believing for Port Louis, the capital city of Mauritius. But you see, as you grow with God, as you serve God faithfully, the vision begins to expand. 